Hello, you're listening to the Girls Who Project series with Zalando. And today I'm joined by Alice Goodwin. Alice is a product owner at Zalando. And today we're going to discuss some interesting questions about her career as a product manager and her life path into the product role. Welcome, Alice. Hi. Thank you for joining us. Alice, I know that you've got a pretty international life career, you know, and you've got a lot of talents. I just wanted to ask you to tell us more about yourself, where you grew up, uh, what is your background, how did you make it into the role of a product manager? Yes, so um, I've had a, say, a different career path. Um, I don't think that there is just one into product management anyway, but actually... Um, I grew up in the U.S. and was in Boston, and I went to school. I went to school for business management, actually. And then I decided to work in clinical research. Actually, I was I was working in research, but working on finding clinical applications for a medical imaging device and doing a lot of kind of data analysis of the imaging and things that we were processing. And I got sort of interested in technology and. I ended up getting recruited by a software company and I started working for them, but doing more, more kind of consulting than product management. But actually I, I really like the idea of product management, which I think is both analytical and technical and business facing. So eventually I moved from doing more like consulting and project management into doing product management. Alisa, I know that you have graduated in business management, right? And your first job was actually, as you already mentioned, a research assistant in the, I think it was hospital, which is Brigham and Women's Hospital. That's right. Brigham and Women's Hospital is a, it's a top research hospital in Boston that's associated with Harvard Medical Center. Right, exactly. So what you were looking for in your first job? I wanted to do something that was really interesting and novel, and I found that Um, research is both technical and I found it was a way that I could be kind of impactful even though I never I never wanted to work directly in healthcare let's say directly with patients not for any reason it just wasn't my thing but I found working in research to be challenging and I think I like generally solving complex problems and trying to find solutions to things I would say is a theme of the types of things I try to take on. What made you switch to a product role? I would say I decided to move to tech, to be honest, mostly because I wasn't sure I wasn't sure what I really wanted to do in academia. And I wasn't sure if I wanted to go for the like PhD track. And you, you kind of have to make a decision in academia if you're going to, like how deep you're going to go, if you're going to be doing your own research. And that wasn't what I felt I wanted to do. So I moved to... Well, I got recruited by a, a tech company anyway, and I thought that was super interesting because you can be working on similar kinds of problems and complexities and building um, technology that's solving issues. And yeah, I found it to be super interesting. But from that perspective, then I wasn't, I wasn't doing product management yet. I didn't really know that product management was a role. But I really enjoyed working with our customers who were working, I mean, they were working on solving problems for clinical trials and bringing new um, research to market. So I really liked working with them and figuring out what they were 
trying to do and what they needed to do and building building software that met those kind of needs. But it's happened more organically. And I, I had to learn a lot about what product, what the role of product management was, because I, I think it's even now not a, a role that's it's neither easy to get into. And it's not one that's well known. It's not like when you start going to school that people tell you about product management. <laughs> You've been promoted from a product owner to a senior product owner within a matter, I guess, two years and a half, right? So what do you think made you do these steps? What got you promoted? What qualities actually people appreciated in you? I think for me, I always tried to be really objective about what, what I wanted to accomplish, both for myself and for the company. And I would say... The things that have consistently, the things that have consistently got me ahead and got me promoted fairly quickly into fairly senior roles, I would say I've always really looked at where I wanted my career to be and looked at what I thought, what are the things that I am missing or what are the things that I could be doing better? What are the things that a, a VP would be doing that I'm not doing or what are the things that really... Um, we'll get the company ahead, we'll get the product ahead, not necessarily focusing on what I should be doing great today, but also what I should be doing great you know, tomorrow and the next. And I think it's a more compelling, it's a more compelling argument to say when it comes down to moving into a next role, it's, it's more compelling to say, look, I took on a lot of strategic initiatives And I really looked at what would get the business ahead in these areas. And so I took on not only the, the role that I'm hired for and, and not only what I do, but I also really looked ahead and tried to take on these other areas and execute. Uh, and I, I try to think more strategically. And those at least are the things that have gotten me promoted. I would say in a lot of my career, I've even in different roles, I've had some really good people that would influence me and gave me a lot of the confidence. I would say even early on when I was working in research, for example, one thing that was super, super helpful is that my my boss then, um, he was a really, really smart guy and he could be very hard on people, but he would also give a lot of liberties. So for if I went off and I started my own research project and I... I got really far with it, but uh, if I failed, and this happens, I and mean, it happens in research, it happens in product development, it happens, you have failures. But what he was really, really good about is if I could explain every path that I took, every rationale for why I chose a, this model versus that model, or I did something, uh, and could show that I did the research and I put in the work and why, why I thought it didn't work. He was. He always took those as teaching moments, and never as a hard criticism. And it really gave me. Um, he actually always gave me a lot of confidence that I took all the steps and I did them independently, and that I did good research around them. So it made me more confident to, I don't know, trust trust in myself, trust in the things that I was doing, as long as I had a really good rationale for doing it and could explain why something didn't work if it didn't work. And I would say I've had even in other product roles, uh, like I was reporting to the CEO in my last company, and he he was also really supportive of, of things like that in a similar way. 
And I think having somebody that has the confidence in you and gives you the flexibility to and recognizes you when you're successful and also is supportive and understanding when things are not always successful. And do you still keep in touch with them on a more friendship level, I would say? Yeah, I, I, mean, I have always left my positions in a really positive way, I would say. And so I still still keep in touch and they're still really supportive and happy. And yeah, if, <laughs> I don't live in those countries anymore. But if I if I go back, then I try to stop and say hi. You have an international career path. And at some point you moved from United States to Europe. We all know that U.S. is kind of ahead in terms of product management. Right? Uh, so what made you actually do that move? And do you have any regrets of doing that? I would say one, I certainly do not regret doing it. And it was, of course, a consideration. I was living in Boston and doing product management there. And obviously I had a, you know, a network and a career established. So in some way it wasn't, I had to weigh a lot of different things. But for me, on a personal level, I've always wanted to live abroad uh, and the options. Yeah, so I wanted to look at, at countries that had a good tech industry and find something that I thought would really be a good fit and find an, a company with an interesting and growing profile that I thought I could also have a successful career uh, and have the flexibility and autonomy to, to do good product management. So. Um, I think, of course, the U.S. has an established kind of product career. And for me, those places would be either Boston, like Boston or California. But I also really wanted to live abroad. And you have some interesting companies like Zalando is a, a super interesting company. It's young. It's growing like crazy. They have an interesting culture that... Uh, you know, I had concerns about going to a much larger company and, and how much ability would I have to affect to affect things and, and grow the product. But it was something that really sounded good and it felt right when I interviewed with different people. And uh, it's really been it's been a great experience. And I've already got I've already gotten to work on some really big and impactful products. And I would say what I'm working on now, I, there's not a better, more interesting product that I could be working on for me. So maybe you can tell us a little bit more about the product that you're working working on right now and why does it fascinate you? Uh, so the products, I've actually really liked everything that I've been working on in Zalando, but uh, I've worked on different products in my career. Some were, you know, like front-end or mobile apps, but I really enjoy working on back-end products. Uh, and right now I work in product analytics and economics. And we are building, we're working on a, a core component for, for platform steering and enabling a level playing field so we can bring both internal and external stakeholders to the platform in a way that is more transparent and data-driven and will benefit our customers. Coming back to your decision to move to Europe, the first time you moved to Ireland, was it different from what you have expected? What were your first adaptations? It's hard to say. I don't know what I expected from Ireland, but I I would say generally it's been an easy transition for me, but I have done substantial traveling 
even before I moved out of Boston. So I mentioned that I was doing more consulting for some time. And I would say I was traveling probably 70% of my time at one point, And a lot of that was to Europe. You have also pharma, pharma companies and universities and stuff in Europe. So I'd been coming here probably at least once a month to different countries. So when I moved, it wasn't like a big, it wasn't a big shock, but it's different to live somewhere uh, than to visit somewhere. But uh, I found the experience really great. I've met really great people. And I think it's even, yeah, even different cities have a different feeling and even working. So I worked for Zalando in Ireland and worked for Zalando in, in Germany. And even those offices have a different vibe, but they're both really great. And do you think that being away from your your own culture, from your home, made you actually grow personally? And in what way? Yeah, of course. Um, in many ways, in so many ways, right? Like you learn more about yourself. You learn more about others. You learn about thinking about problems in different ways. You learn about tolerance of people in different ways. I think there's so many ways to learn and grow. And even even subtle things, I think I'm, much, I'm probably much more relaxed and much more patient. <laughs> and I, I find that you, you have to be more self-aware and more cognizant of things and even ways of working. So I, I just was talking to a friend who is German and I was... You, like you also have to learn that people have different expectations about how to work together or what are group dynamics or what's expected in the workplace. And probably being in Europe, you've heard that Americans have uh, not, they have not a lot of vacation time or holiday time compared to being in Europe or they have different working practices. So even learning those kinds of ways or you think for me even getting used to taking more vacation than I'm used to taking <laughs> like I don't know what to do with all this time off um but I think it yeah I think you learn from from different people different ways of doing things different ways of working it's a good experience it brings a lot of responsibilities we have to be always responsible for taking your own decisions how do you manage to balance your professional and personal life and find a compromise I've just been in Berlin for one year, exactly. And I have been reflecting back on the last year. So one, I've, I would say I've always been a very in, independent person. And you really get to test that when you keep moving to different countries. <laughs> um, but I try to be more cognizant of what is my work-life balance and making sure that I'm making sure that I, I am balancing those things. So for me, my career is super important to me. It always has been that I always have to remind myself not to, let's say that I also need to put effort into my social <laughs> social and personal life as well. Uh, and yeah, so you, you, start, you start again, but you have to find the things that you like to do and you have to find It takes, it takes more energy <laughs> when you move to a new country to do it. But, uh, but actually, it's really good. And I was thinking that about, about a year, about, about a year is a good time. It's kind of when you 
have started to find those things again and you start to find the places you like to go and the things you like to do and start to join you know the clubs if you're into different sports and things like that and you start to build a network of friends again uh, so it's a I think it's a it's a good time but you have to you have to make a conscious effort to keep the balance otherwise it's too easy to work too much or spend too much time at home or not find yeah not build up your your networks again and was it easy for you to build friendship in your product management community i would say within zalando it's probably easier i think zalando is so big and i spent so much time uh, even when i was in dublin coming back and forth to berlin so i would say i already had I already had built relationships with people that I had worked with in Berlin and I went to some product conferences and I've met a few other people in product. So that was perhaps because I was spending so much time going back and forth. I already had, you know, some exposure to the market here. So it wasn't really difficult to build those relationships here. I know quite, quite a lot of product people and It, in, in some way, it helps that Zalando is so big because you have, for example, I was out one night, I was riding my bicycle and I ran into a friend and he introduced me to his friend and he had known, you know, somehow this guy, uh, we became friends also and he's a product manager at a different company, but years ago he worked at Zalando I feel like in Berlin especially in the tech scene and product scene like you'd be really hard not to find somebody who hasn't maybe already worked at Zalando or isn't working at Zalando and you just haven't crossed paths <laughs> at least Zalando has a really big presence in Berlin I personally try to organize small get-togethers Um, like I did a product brunch. I actually was just talking to somebody how I should organize another product brunch. Um, but I think formally there's nothing that's, I mean, we do product get togethers internally, uh, sometimes, but in a less formal way, I try to like try to catch up with people and we do lunches or like I said, I, I organize sometimes a product brunch and those are really fun and I even try to involve people that are outside of outside of Zalando or just generally people in product and it's kind of a chance to talk about more general product issues because it's easy to get super focused on your own thing and kind of lose sight of what are the other challenges, what are other things are happening in the industry, what are things to think about and connect on. So yeah, I try to stay connected to product outside of outside of work. You know, there is still a lot of ways women are not equal in the workplace. Do you feel that you are being disregarded vis-a-vis -vis men in Zalando or not? I don't feel that way. And there are, say, I also recently got promoted. So that was very nice. So generally, no, I... Even, I would say, my entire career, I've worked in predominantly male organizations, and it's part of the industry. 
but I have worked with so many wonderful people that I, I, it rarely like crosses my mind, even though I know gender inequality exists and I know, I, I know that empirically it's true. And I know even I was talking to a friend about something personal. I was wondering where to get something. She's like, why don't you ask one of the women that you work with? And I was like, I don't have any women on my, I was trying to think of everybody like on my teams and everything there were no females. So in some way I'm used to that, but I, I rarely feel dismissed by the men that I work with. I, I feel like I have, respect from my colleagues um, and I feel really that's been my my experiences at Zalando have been really overwhelmingly positive so I don't feel it even though I know that there's room for improvement so you don't feel that for example your male colleagues they have better salary packages or they have more opportunities to grow or that you have bigger amount of work to do I don't, I don't feel those things. Uh, I mean, it, in part, it could also be part of my personality. I would say I've, part of my independence is also that I don't, I can also be forceful. I can also be, let's say, outspoken. And yeah, but I've never, no, I've never, for me personally, I've never experienced that at Zalando. And I would say I've gotten to work on, like I said, some really great products. And I'm sure there are things that other men would kill to be working on. But I've been, yeah, I've been offered really great opportunities even. And I've, I've been offered other opportunities within Zalando to work on different things and all by men that I've worked with. So at least my personal experience has been very positive. I'm not saying that I have never encountered a situation ever, and, and normally it's not the first thing that crosses my mind, is it about, if, if it's about gender, you know, I think like maybe we're not communicating in the same way, and this is, an, it's another, let's say, challenge that you have in international situations. Is you, I think communication is something you have to think even more about um, so perhaps it's not a, maybe when you have challenges with a colleague, like I often think, is it a communication issue before anything else? Because English is not everybody's first language. It's everybody's second or third or something language. And maybe it's the topic is not that interesting, or maybe you're coming at it from different perspectives. So normally there's a long list of things that I run through and try to resolve before I think of. Could it be a gender issue? And I think in few instances, I think probably it was a gender issue and somehow that's not ideal, but you come across them, uh, but it hasn't hindered me or gotten in, in the way of things. For someone who is still on the go and doesn't have any degree, university degree, but wants to build a career in a product management, what would you advise? What degree, what course should they choose to facilitate afterwards landing the first job in a product role? Here's the other thing that's a little bit challenging, right? So you can talk about product management as a job, but there's so much variation in the type of products you can be managing. 
right? So you could be managing something that's like a mobile app and it's more about user interaction. In designer, you could be managing products more like I'm managing products that are very back end. There's no user interface for it. It's all about machine learning and systems talking to each other that ultimately serve data and and so many different industries to work in. So I think it depends on the, the types of things that interest you as like uh, as skill sets. I think it's super useful, regardless of what products you work on being really organized and having sort of project management type skills are very useful. Like I can see how it would be useful to transition from like a project manager to a product manager. But then it also, so at the core, like you need to be really organized and you need to be really self-starting and you need to be able to, to bring things over the line and be able to navigate different challenges. But um, I think then it depends what kind of projects you want or what kind of products you want to be working with. Like, are you really about the, the user experience? Do you really like the visual elements of things? Do you really like those kind of interactions? Do you like psychology? Do you like thinking, getting into the mind of the user? Or do you, are you drawn to more technical kinds of challenges? So it's true, you don't, it, it, to get into product, it doesn't mean you have to have a technical background, but if you lean more towards technical challenges then it makes sense to also get that kind of exposure but if you lean more towards things that are um, like design and stuff like that i think even you could you could have gone to art school and become a really successful product manager i think it depends what what makes you feel good <laughs> what gets you really interested in the types of products that are the types of products that you like uh, and then do some kind of courses around that, not even a degree, but probably one of the bigger challenges is sometimes really standing up for what you think is right, either you know for the company, for the product, for the customer, for uh, especially when you're more like when I was a much more junior product manager and I really, you know, I really believed <laughs> in what I was doing, but I had somebody who was much more senior than I that um, had a very different idea and didn't, didn't, we didn't see eye to eye, I would say. And really standing up for the thing that you believe because you really believe it's right and you really have, uh, you have a really solid ground to stand on if you have a lot of evidence-based and stuff. So I think that some of the challenges really were just being much more junior and trying to stand up to much more senior men that had very strong opinions that were really counter to mine. But um, you just learn, you, you learn to be confident in yourself. And if you've done the work and the research, um, I, that was one of the more challenging things. And now, you know, you have to do it for the rest of your career. So it's, it's good to get good at it. <laughs> Does it actually keep being challenging still after, you know, after so many years and after, you know, so many things that you've done, leading teams and product? Does it, is it still that challenging for you to stand for yourself? Um, it's not, no, it's not that it's, it, it, it's like anything, like it becomes easier and actually when it's something that you have to get 
I think it's something that everyone has to get used to. And when you get further in your career, it doesn't mean that people stop questioning, you know? I mean, you should have also equally very smart colleagues and people that want to challenge ideas and challenge the status quo. So I think that it doesn't, it's not that it gets harder, you both get better at it, but I think you should always expect to be challenged. And that's, I mean, that's part of what makes it interesting, but also you get better at it and you get get better at selling your vision, you get better at, at really developing your products and really rationalizing them. And, and But I think it can be more daunting when, you, when you're younger in your career. And then, I mean, of course, it's, at some point you, you're more senior and people believe in most of what you're saying, but I think you should still always expect to be challenged. At the end of each interview, we ask, um, we ask you girls to give an advice to women who want to become product managers. And it's uh, usually something inspirational, something will, what will drive them forward. I mean, it's a really great way to be an entrepreneur and to develop your vision and to get buy-in from other people and really, really affect change. So it's, it's incredibly rewarding. And it's something you can grow into. I mean, I'll have to think about how to phrase this better. <laughs> it's such an entrepreneurial role in a company, and it's it's really empowering.